afternoon, degenerates. Welcome back to Hold the Line. We took a day off, but we're back. We've got plenty of stuff to talk about today. We've got a few guests in the studio. I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves, starting with uh, True over here. How's it going, bud? Hey, man, not too bad. I'm True from Columbus, Ohio. What's up, my friends? My friends. I like it. <laughs> True is also known as an idiot. Um, I'm Kruk. I'm also from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I specialize in losing lots of money on sports betting. Yeah, if you're looking to make money today, do the opposite of what Kruk does. Uh, that would be my best advice. Anyway, Kruk is going to be our resident NCAA uh, guru, if you will. Is that what you want to call yourself? Call it what you want to call it, Franklin. All right. And uh, True is going to go ahead and he's going to fill us in on the PGA. So a couple of things we really haven't talked about much up to this point. But before we get right into it, let's recap our last picks. Uh, your Knox lock, if you took that on the Cavs, that was golden. You are up to 9-6 and six with Knox locks. If you followed me on my obscure pick with Futsal, uh, we are now a cool 7-1 and one on obscure picks. So that is freaking awesome. Uh, no random man last time. Still 3-0 with random man. And then uh, MLB picks, Nats, they ended up winning. And uh, the Mets-Marlins game did not get the over, so we went 1-1 one one there. But anyway, let's get right into it, boys. We got a big night in sports today. Lots of playoff action, starting with the NBA. Cavs-Celtics, Game 5. What are we thinking is going to happen tonight? Well, I got to be honest. As a non-Cavs fan, I think they have this on lock. I think it's going to be road teams win this game and the rest of the games throughout the series. I still think the Cavs will play in the championship against a to-be-determined Western Conference foe, but I think it's going to be the Cavs tonight in a close one. Once you've awakened the beast that is LeBron James, you cannot put him back to sleep. LeBron's going to wrap this up, win the next two. And then, uh, contrary to True's opinion, I think the Western Conference is sold, and I think you'll see Houston while Golden State goes home and cries. Wow, surprise pick out of Kruk. Uh Houston was a big winner last night in a close game, came down to the wire. I will say I picked Houston in that one, and I've picked Houston a couple times now, uh, and the first time... It was disastrous. Golden State came out and kicked their ass. But this time, Houston came out and won. So I'm looking for Houston to keep rolling in that series, hopefully. i got to disagree. I think Steph Curry is finally getting back into the groove of things. I know they lost yesterday because they only scored, what, 12 points in the fourth quarter? Yep, you're not gonna, You're not going to see that again. They're, they're going to win Game 5, and they will win Game 6. But Game 5's in Houston. I understand. They also won Game 1. Golden State, that is, in right. Houston. Right. right. It was pretty handily so, right? It was handily so. But this is what I'm thinking is Chris Paul, um, this is his first trip to any finals in any situation in any year. And he's been one of the best, maybe top five players in the NBA since he entered almost. So when you get a player like that at home that is ball dominant and James Harden has been great working with him and being a little bit less ball dominant and letting Chris Paul take those touches – I, I just don't see a, a veteran like that. And I know that there are veterans like Iguodala and Curry on the Warriors, but he's finally here. He's not going to let this thing go. He just, so I, he the way I look at it is you have, you have James Harden, you have 
Chris, Paul, you have maybe Clint or whatever his name is, Capella, kind of you know teetering on that that tier one line from a Eastern or Western Conference Finals perspective from your core of your team, and then you have Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant in a three on three matchup. I'm taking the Golden State, and I think that their reserve and other players. You'd, you'd take Clay Thompson in that over Draymond Green. You know what? Add Draymond Green. I'm just saying. That's how many weapons that they have on their side. And, you know, you've got Sean Livingston, like you said. Iguodala can come in and play. Zaza Pachulia is good for a good trip. I mean, something's going to happen that's going to be able to, you know, I think spawn. They're going to spawn themselves. They're going to win the next two. That's, that's, that's my just take. As, a, as an interjection here, Zaza was a DNP in the last game. <laughs> he did not play. Yeah. Well, that's because so. they're waiting for the Game 5 trip. <laughs> if they get down mid-third quarter... You see Harden's beard come off. As, All right. That as, as as your introduction to True is him making points with players that don't play. I'm guessing this has coach's decision on coach's that. decision. Yeah, yeah. he was coach not decided injured. that Zaza Pachulia is a dick. <sighs> let me. Uh, oh, let I me don't disagree. Make an observation <laughs> here. Uh, the Rockets held Golden State under 40 percent shooting for the game, and obviously they they only scored 92 points. Do you think they're able to keep the lid on that offense? I absolutely do not think that. What, what did Houston shoot during that game? Uh, they also shot 39 Pretty low, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a, a low-scoring game. Neither team scored 100. They missed the over-under line vastly. I, I, they missed I, it by like 30 I think points, the key think. component in the game is going to be Clay Thompson's defensive effort against whether he's up against Chris Paul or James Harden. If he can lock or at least contain either one of them, for a majority or some of the game, I think that gives the Warriors the best opportunity to win. Personal opinion, I would like to see the Houston Rockets go to the finals. I'd like to see something different. Of course, I was rooting for the Jazz Sixers, and here we are. So, you know, Celtics Rockets are fine with me. (laughs) I'm just being realistic. I think it's going to be the Cavs Warriors again. All right, so are they winning in six or winning in seven? Warriors in six, Cavs in seven. Cavs in six, Houston in six. All right, so you're going Houston. Um, That's we, just wrong. <laughs> we really, we we really didn't touch much on the Cavs. We kind of got right into the Warriors there. So I do want to uh, just make a quick talk about the Cavs tonight. What do we see happening? We've got an over under line of two oh six, which is the same as it was last game. And we we went with the over last time. If you stuck with us, you won some money there. Are we hitting another over tonight, boys? Not if the Cavs are going to win. Do we know what was the spread on the over-under so far in the first four games? Was it? Did they cover two out of four, three out of four? Out of curiosity, I do not know. Do I, just, know, what I the know they covered last the last game. Stats, I mean, look what, it up. Two out of four. I mean, a couple of the games have been pretty big blowouts. I don't expect that to occur the rest of the series. I still I think, think the Cavs are going to come out on top. Maybe a hundred and ninety-four. I think it's going to. I think it's going to. I'm. I'm putting my money on the under. I hate, I would, I hate I to would say go with play defense, too. but... You're probably losing money because I'm going to go with the under two. I think in order for the Cavs to win, they have to limit uh, Jason Tatum um, and his move movement off the ball. Um, I think they did some pretty incredible things with how they were matching up defensively in this last game. And I think if they're going to win these next two games, especially on the road in Boston, which is a notoriously tough place to play, even if the players are all young, I think they have to keep them 
probably under 95 points in order to win because as they've proven this is a different Cavs team than last year this this isn't a team that's going to score 140 points this is a team that's going to grizzle it out and get to 100 so I think they need to keep them under to to win and I think that's probably what happens tonight my guess would be that the Cavs hit about 90 and probably 89 for well 95 to 89 so we got two people on the under, mm-hmm. and I hate to agree with Croc. Yeah, but I think it's going to be more of a defensive. I hate to agree game. with me too. It's okay. Yeah. I'm I'm going to take the opposite of you guys. I'm going the other way with it. Uh, I do think the Cavs need a defensive effort like they showed in the last two games to put the lid on the Celtics and win the series. But I think that they just squeak by the over and get to two hundred eight, two hundred nine. Should, should we? Put, I know we don't have a lot of beard going on here. I can grow mine out for another week and a half. Crook can do the same. Shall we place a bet on the over under for the game for the beards? Like, and, like and then growing next, them or yeah, shaving well, them no, or what? Shave them next Friday. I'm not going to shave my beard next I'm Friday, sorry, boys. You got to do it. I'll take your bet. We got it on the same well, we're side. We're on the same side. Oh well. All right, then next know. time we'll, we'll come up with a shave. Well, there's You're still on. plenty Warriors of Warriors versus Rockets. Oh, I okay. Have Warriors, you have Rockets. Okay, if the Warriors win, then I shave mine. Correct. And you will shave yours and not shave until my Rockets win, and then you'll shave your beard. Same. Yeah. All right. Deal. All right. Uh, slight just trim. Profile. I'm going to leave the mustache. I know you'll. Unless there's a job interview on the line. <laughs> no. We've got another on-air bet here uh, having to do with beard shaving, so we'll keep an eye on that as that situation progresses. Guys, before we get into the next topic, I do want to make a statement I forgot to talk about in the opener. Uh, Hold the Line podcast is now on iTunes. Huge win for us today, getting on iTunes, being approved by the iTunes moderators, so go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Follow us on iTunes. We will not steer you wrong. Our record speaks for itself. And you know what the best part about this show is, Frank? What's that? That it's a podcast, so you can't see how ugly we actually are in real life. That's true. Uh, Kruk definitely has a face for radio. He did ask before coming on the show if he had to wear anything specific. (laughs) Technology is hard. Technology is super hard for me. Also, uh, another side note, special edition of Hold the Line. Usually we're doing it at lunch. Today we're doing it after work. So a little happy hour going on here today, boys. So drink up, keep, uh, keep the good times flowing, and let's move on to the next topic, guys. Uh, major changes today in the NFL on some rules. Let's get right into that. Uh, we've seen a couple of rules that may be good, may be bad. To me, uh, what they've really done is taken steps to eliminate the kickoff. Uh, basically, a couple of these rules on here are changing the way that the kickoff occurs without being able to move certain players uh, or have a running start at the line of scrimmage. So a couple of takeaways for the kickoff rules. Uh, you cannot line up more than one yard from the point of the kickoff. Uh, Wedge block has been eliminated. Uh, and until the ball is touched or hits the ground, no player on the receiving team may cross the restraining line, which is the 45-yard line, to initiate a block. So you can't even 
you can't even have you can't even set a block as the receiving team until the ball hits the ground. And uh, when it hits the end zone, it's immediately ruled a touchback, so no more you know Butterfingers plays. I think what they're really trying to do is eliminate the kickoff, and we'll probably see that next year. No more kickoffs. Yeah, I mean that sounds about right. And the fact that the kicking team appears to get a competitive advantage by what the New England Patriots did two years ago. They would kind of loft the ball up inside the 15 to 5-yard line if they could. And if nobody's allowed to touch them, you're basically forcing somebody to fair catch, you know, 5 to 15 yards shorter than you want them to. Or you let it go and you risk a weird bounce in giving up a touchdown on a kickoff. I, I dislike the rule altogether. I think it's absolutely stupid. Just if, if you're going to wipe it out, just wipe it out. Don't make ridiculous rules to attempt to wipe it out. Yeah. Do it or don't do it. If I wanted everybody to be happy and healthy, I'd watch 13 Reasons Why instead of joining this podcast. I do not care if NFL players get CTE. I don't. And this is why. They make millions of dollars, more than I do, more than I do. So and why can they not anyway. afford this? They probably have better health care than I do. The rest of us are just public people. We just get freaking dumped on. So their health care should cover it. And if they don't, maybe save a signing bonus for your later trauma to your head. It doesn't bother me. But I think this rule is actually going to have an inverse effect on what they're wanting because the uh, the kicking team cannot get a running start anymore, which to me says, okay, if they're not going to get a running start on that kickoff, if they're not going to hit top speed until maybe you know 10, 15 yards in, that tells me that the kicker is actually or the kick returner is actually going to have more time, and I think you're actually going to see the inverse of what they mean to do with this role, and that people are going to yeah. be returning it more. Any any kicker that's worth his salt in the NFL is that they moved. So a few years ago, they moved the kickoff line up, right? So any kickoff specialist that's worth his salt in the NFL is able to kick the ball out of the end zone now. Tell me how many times they're not going to kick it out of the end zone. No idea. Yeah, it, it, it has yet to be said. Yeah, right. sorry, because it's an automatic touchback. Yeah. So that's what they're going to do. If you if you're you are the kicking team and you can't get a running start, you've lost that advantage. Why why kick it to the return at all? Sorry, maybe I overlooked something. So the kicking team cannot move forward until when? Right. So the kicking team. Uh, it says here that the kicking team cannot line up more than one yard from the point of the kickoff. So that basically uh, stops them from having the running start before they can line up five yards and have that running start where the, you know, yeah. they see the kicker okay. and wants the kicker passing yeah, yeah. up. Um, so basically, boys, they're eliminating the kickoff. You can say bye-bye to the kickoff. It's been a non-factor the last two, three years since they've been dicking around with these rules. Um, and it's going to be even less of a factor now. I mean, I well, it does leave the option of XFL. XFL will be its comeback. Here. It will be here. Look, McMahon, he's coming back. It, this should be common sense, but the, the reason something like the XFL or something like that is actually probably going to take off the more that the NFL wussifies its sport is that uh, eventually people are going to crave watching those big hits. That's one of the reasons I got into football in, the, in general. And it makes sense to me that they could just sign a waiver that says, I understand that it is common sense that me running full speed built the way I am into another human being built the same and running as fast as they can is not healthy for my body. Yeah. If you can't figure that out, 
Golf. Wise words. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Owens for uh, Rookie of the Year in the uh, new XFL. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I'd love uh, to maybe see a him comeback again. from He Got Game. We don't know. <laughs> With Chad Ochocinco. Yeah, Ricky Incognito, he may come into play as well. Oh, I hear Johnny Mann. Yeah, we're going to hit a little Richie Incognito today. We'll tease that out a little bit. We'll get there. Uh, one other rule change, well, there's probably two that I want to talk about, but one other rule change that significantly affects us as degenerates is this new PAT rule. So it's a simplification to the PAT that if you score at the end of regulation, you're not forced to kick a what they call meaningless extra point. For us, that's not meaningless. That extra point could be the difference between your mortgage and not having your mortgage for the month. Like, if you're putting down money on the Patriots to win by 28 and they only win by 27, you're going to get fucked by this PAT rule. But you're also still, you're, you're missing the main point. We're all going to lose that point in fantasy football. That's what really matters. That's I don't true. I don't care if you guys lose your house. I want my extra point in fantasy because, as we know, I am terrible you need at it. fantasy. I need every point I can get. So that's one more point that I could get out of a kicker. Can we make sure that in the fall that we post Crocs score and record throughout the season as well as all historical records and scoring? That's not historic. I think what we I think <laughs> I think it is historic. The way you're able to lose yet keep such a positive attitude. <laughs> I, I think when it's closer to fantasy football season, we'll do a special edition show and talk. We'll, we can talk about yeah, yeah my punishment for this here. Oh yeah. Uh, for uh, those, well, this is obviously uh, Trues and Crux's first podcast with us, but they are in a fantasy football league with me, and uh, Cruck was actually our version of the Sacco, which is last place overall in the league. Of 16 people, of six, mind A 16-team league. So this year, there's a punishment every year. And this year, Kruk, would you like to tell the, the viewers or the listeners what uh, your punishment is? <laughs> and where you'll be? So there are a list of options I could choose from. The one that seemed to get it over the quickest is that I have to stand in front of a B-dubs near Ohio State campus, uh, wearing a dress, holding up a sign that says, I suck at fantasy football, honk to see me dance. And uh, yeah, that's going to be brutal. I think it's what, an hour I have to do that? Yeah. What weekend is that? I, Do you remember? We haven't really planned it. We talked about doing it this month, but then I completely lost track about it. I gotta be honest, I would choose move-in weekend for Ohio State. Yeah, of course you would. You're such yeah. a good friend. Maybe uh, opening weekend? <laughs> yeah, not a chance. <laughs> All right, you know we'll do some mid. We'll find maybe we'll my, find uh, something. Maybe my birthday. Students. My birthday's in the summer. Maybe not a hundred and ten thousand. Well, stay tuned for that if you're in the Columbus, Ohio area looking for some free entertainment. Uh, we'll let you know when our good buddy bitch on charge. <laughs> will be standing at the corner wearing a dress and holding a sign that says "Honk if you'd like to see me dance." A um, couple other rules on here. I don't you do think... have some moves though. <laughs> you do. I do. I might, I might say the the. The shimmy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A couple other rules changes today, boys. Uh, I think the biggest one is going to have to do with the national anthem, or as some people call it, the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, there's a long list. There's six qualifiers here, and I'm not going to read them all because it is mind-numbingly boring. 
But the main point is that now you can either choose to sit in the locker room and be off camera or go out to the sideline and stand up. So basically, uh, the NFL made some changes to this anthem policy that are a little bit nonsensical. I, I mean, what was your take, guys? I honestly don't care. Um, I It didn't bother me when people were doing it. I'm of the believers that Colin Kaepernick was actually just upset that he didn't... Um, didn't get the starting position that particular game, and that's why he was kneeling. And then he spun something great out of it, which, you know, kudos to him for trying to spin something there. I'm pretty but sure it, if you roll the tape back, his shoe was untied. It could have been. he was just been. going down to tie it, and then... There, it's, it's a giant yeah. conspiracy yeah. on how this happened. He, he may also have been talking through his shoe phone. Who knows? But that being said... Uh, it doesn't bother me that much. This is the NFL striking back at low viewer ratings to me. Um, they can never, heaven forbid, it's their product. Um, it's got to be something that the players did or said. Um, I think that they're marketing their game um, uh, based on live experiences and that the NFL is kind of taking too big of a cut on the income portion from the uh, red zone and nfl network and not giving that out amongst the teams um i think you could probably chalk off about 39 million of roger goodell's salary and give that out to the teams and they would have been just fine um the big thing that i see with it is that they're this is just the nfl saying we believe that this is causing a a, a reduction in our income and we don't like it i completely agree and you know one of the funny things i just saw was that the 49ers owner abstained from voting and the Jets owner said, do what you will. I will pay all of your fines. You do what you believe in and I will support you 100%. That's awesome. And that's the way that it should be. And I agree with everything Ugg Kruk said that it's all about the NFL trying to market themselves and just because a few bad apples are upset yeah. about something. You know, I would... I would prefer if people stood for the national anthem, but I understand Absolutely. why people do not and feel that there is a valid reason associated with that. And, you know, now that just needs to be a continuing topic of conversation and we should, we should move forward and not just criticize the 12 or 20 individuals who kneel every week. Yeah. I watch Red Zone. I don't give a shit who kneels. <laughs> I don't even notice it anyway, so... Piss off NFL people. What's his name? Chris Hansen? Is that it? Scott Hansen? Scott, Scott Hansen. Hansen yeah. Whatever his first Chris name Hansen is. Yeah. The, uh, NBA He's a sack of shit and I don't yeah. like him. He yeah. bothers me. Yeah. Speaking of which, when Chris knocked on your door, what did you say? Hey, what's up, bud? Are hey, you, are you I just Scott wanted Hansen? to play games. Hey, are you Scott Hansen? It's been a long time NFL since Network. anybody played Candyland with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I just I think the NFL has got this one foot in, one foot out. They They're trying to show a stance on this issue but they're also trying to be like well just if you're going to do it do it off the camera in the locker room like go off to the side yeah don't impact our brand yeah and our income as a result it impacts the players too but they understand that you know they're they're fighting for a bigger cause and that's the important thing that several people with too much power are still missing yeah, and I, I think historically, if you think about um, the context of some of the uh, things that the U.S. has been guilty about sweeping under the rug, you have a whole thing there that, uh, you know, a whole line of progression that proves that um, 
you shouldn't sweep things under the rug. Um, they're just going to come back and bite you. And I think this is the NFL trying to swoop something under the rug that probably shouldn't have be swept. Yeah. Well, I think that um, we are all kind of in agreement on really this issue. So a couple other rule changes, but it's literally going to bore everybody to sleep if we talk about all these NFL rule changes because – they're pretty boring. So, we've got a resident PGA expert in the building. Ooh, I would, I would hardly. We have a guy that can't think of anything better to do on Saturday than to watch the third round of the TPC Open. So this is this is a TPC quotable. TPC Open is a good is a good <laughs> tournament. Uh, True Cruck and I and and one of our other friends in the area typically golf on Sundays. Yeah, we're boring thirty year olds. You know what we do. We no, do. We, ca- hate our we, we usually <laughs> have a casual case of beer while we play. Yes, and true. It, I think our scores improve as a result. It does. I'd say the back nine. Well, you is, get extra points for hitting water, so I'm yeah. probably winning. Back nine is way better than the front nine. Uh, definitely on the scorecard, but maybe not on the, <laughs> the field. Um, but anyway, we did not golf this past Sunday, and a quotable from my friend True over here was. The best thing about not golfing on Sunday is that I got to watch golf on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so You're right now, such a lucky person. I know, I don't entirely have, so I don't have cable right now. I refuse to pay eight hundred dollars a year to watch an hour and a half a week, with the exception of the NFL football season. So and I Spice got Channel. the uh, and the Spice <laughs> Channel. That's shush. That's supposed to stay on the down low. But now to our one hundred potential viewers. <laughs> We might get 101 today. Hey, Joe yeah. Rogan we'll started have our off with 200 viewers, and now he's in the top three podcasts on iTunes. Nice. Shout out. Joe. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little PGA. That's a, it's a perspective we don't get with the regulars on the show, so I'm really interested to hear your take on the uh, Fort Worth Invitational. It looks like the favorite's going to be Jordan Spieth. Uh, what are your thoughts, Trey? Yeah, it's kind of an underrated golf tournament played in Fort Worth, Texas, the week before our beloved Memorial Tournament here in Dublin, Ohio, where we all currently reside or work in. Uh, yeah, Jordan Spieth is the predominant favorite. There's not a lot of big names because it looks like you know we've got a couple of big tournaments coming up with the Memorial Tournament and then the U.S. Open during Father's Day Ricky weekend. Fowler, you but got you have Adam Jordan Scott. Spieth, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, um, John Rahm. So you've got in Matt Kuchar, you've got five or six of the top fifteen players in the world. Jordan Spieth is a you know predominant favorite, as I said, six and a half to one. Definitely want to look at some of the underdogs. Uh, Xander Schauffele is a legitimate golfer who won the last leg of the uh, PGA FedEx Cup playoffs last year and won two or three times last year in his rookie season. He's 40 to 1 odds, so he's kind of my dark horse to potentially come out on top if you weren't going to pick one of those top favorites who are top 10, top 15 in the world. Xander Schauffele is definitely making a name for himself and definitely worth adding to your FanDuel or DraftKings lineup if you do either of those. He's definitely a good value, and you're, you're gonna, he's definitely going to make the cut and be there yeah. during the weekend. Do you, do you see him as potentially taking the tournament? 
for this weekend, I can see someone like Xander Schauffele winning this tournament. Like I said, he, he actually won two pretty big tournaments last year. He won the Greenbrier, I believe, and then the last leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs before Justin Thomas ultimately won the overall FedEx Cup $10 million prize. So he, he's, a great, he's a great pick. Zach Johnson is always someone that everybody loves to pick. He's, he's never terrible. I mean, he's never spectacular. He hasn't won in a few years, at least anything of value. He's not somebody that I would consider picking. But Steve Stricker is another one of those guys that's, that's got good value. He's going he's gonna to play up there. Again, if you do DraftKings, you do FanDuel, you know the goal is to get all six of your guys to make the cut for the weekend and hope that they eventually place in the top ten and that you own the winner. Kevin Tway is another one of those guys that's a pretty cheap value who I continuously pick and has made 14 and 19 cuts this year. So he's one of those guys. And I'm going with my, my dark, dark horse. I don't even know his first name, but his last name is Connors. He's made 14 to 17 cuts. He lives for these type of tournaments. I expect him to make this cut and help you with your FanDuel DraftKings lineup. He's not going to be somebody that wins the tournament or places in the top five. But, you know, he's going to crack the top 20. He has a good opportunity to do so. So, and then you've got your Ricky Fowler and J- Ricky Fowler and John Rahm. Those would be my top tier golfers who I think would win this tournament. That's not named Jordan Spieth, who everybody wants to pick because he's a great yeah, player. He's on Very favorite. popular. Yeah. He's from the area. Yeah. There's nothing bad against about him. Everybody no. loves him, including myself. I just, I, every time I pick Jordan Spieth, I kind of shoot myself in the foot. So I... I try to, you know, every other. Uh, Jordan Spieth, odds-on favorite. Who, if you picked, if you had one person to pick for this tournament, who would you pick as the winner? Like a, I, I, Regardless I, of whether they're a top-tier player and for the value, I'm, I'm still going to go. I think it's still, for me, it's a toss-up. I think John Rahm is going to be one of those guys that breaks loose. Xander Schauffele is going to be another one. Xander's, and if I had to pick, like, a... A third, I'd go Ricky. Okay. Xander Schauffele, your sneaky underrated pick. If you want to put a unit Four, down. 40 to 1. On the Fort Worth Invitational. You know I will be. 40 to 1 odds. I, right I, w- there. I wouldn't just recommend it and then not pick it. So. Yeah. In other golf news, you guys hear about uh, Tiger Woods caddy, Joe? Somebody uh, for a charity golf out, um, outing paid for uh, – to be a Tiger Woods caddy, $50,000 to carry around that man's golf clubs. And give him bad advice, most yeah. likely. Uh, you know what? For 50000 he should get to pick the club. Yeah, I agree. I'm, yeah. He better be like reading his green book and well, And if you're Tiger Woods, like, honestly, if you're Tiger Woods, you should be able to take any club in your bag and hit pretty much any shot you need. I want to see what Tiger can do with a putter off the tee box. I want to see what he can do with my seven iron. (laughs) Because this kid over here, Crook, who shot like a 120 the first time we went out, literally dropped his score by like 10 or 12. And he pretty much used Frank's three wood and my seven iron and a putter. And that was pretty much it. So a good, you know, makeshift golf bag for him with the unicorn. The reason and... I had to use the seven, let's at least be honest about my golf skills here. The reason I used the seven so much was because most of the time my drives were in the thick stuff and I just wanted to get out of it. Like let's at least address I mean it Is that did why I your wife doesn't go down on you. Yes. She's usually in the thick stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't shaved in a long time, not that anybody <laughs> fucking cared about that. <laughs> 
Anyway, now that everybody knows about Crux's uh, pubic hair... Let's I was talking about his ass. <laughs> My glorious mane yeah. of pubic hair. Uh, it might be curly, it might be straight, we don't know. Maybe we'll find out on the next edition of Hold the Line. <laughs> We've got some MLB picks, boys, and unfortunately, uh, we took our sweet time starting the podcast today, so we are a little behind, but... I'm going to go ahead and do some roundtable here with MLB picks. I've got my picks that I made uh, probably about 3 o'clock today when I was sitting at work, getting bored. Not working. Just did HQ, lost. Almost won the other day. I was at question 12. Thought about masturbating. Fell asleep. (laughs) So right after HQ, made my MLB picks. Uh, a couple of these games are already in play, so I do apologize. We are a late edition of Hold the Line tonight, so we're probably going to miss out on some of these picks. Um, I went ahead with uh, the Yankees and the Rangers. I picked the Yankees, and they are up 4 to nothing right now. Ooh. And you can see on my notes, obviously these were done earlier, so I'm not blowing smoke I mean, up you can ass. take a pen to paper. In- you could. But no I time. haven't used this pen at all since we've been sitting here. It's nice having a crystal ball, aka the scores. I know. We've got ball, we've right? got live betting going on. The Yankees are currently yeah. minus five and a half. So if you had to take the line as is, knowing they're up four nothing, what would you take now? Um, I would still probably take the Yankees. Okay. Score another two runs. Top of the fourth. Yeah, yeah. I think that's in their wheelhouse. Um, CC's pitching tonight. I think that he's going to have a good game. Um, and Fister for the Rangers has a terrible uh, ERA over his last name. And last name, let's be yeah. honest. So I went with the Yankees. Uh, I, we'll skip that one because the game's already in progress. Braves-Phillies, again, in progress, but it's still 0-0. Zero to zero. I went with the Phillies, Arietta on the mound. Atlanta's pitcher, I don't even know his name, but it's his first start tonight, so I don't trust that. Uh, still 0-0. Zero to zero. What are your guys' thoughts? I mean, i got to be honest. I'm a Braves fan, so I'm rooting for the Braves. I know they're playing in Philadelphia tonight, and the Braves won last night. Realistically, the Phillies will probably win this game, but the way the Braves have been playing and starting off the season, they are, what, top five in the power rankings in the MLB, and maybe first or second overall in the National League. Yeah, record-wise. So, especially with the the Diamondbacks having lost what nine to ten or something crazy like that. Don't ask me why I know this. I don't follow baseball. Everybody, I I, I like the Braves, and I think they're uh, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna pull this out regardless. You know, first timers luck with the pitcher. Hey. What did the Diamondbacks have to do? Yeah, with that's that? what I'm still kind of reading. They're at they're at Philly. I was I uh, know I was <laughs> referencing the fact that the Braves. Have been starting out really well. I think they're second in the National League. So you're just the Diamondbacks are up there. They, they, they just continuously. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I thought, I thought Sorry, you guys thought they were playing in Arizona. Okay. It's fine. The Braves are first the in the East, and they are only trailing the Milwaukee Brewers in the National <coughs> League. Oh, Ryan Braun should get suspended here soon. So <laughs> I don't think he's on the Brewers anymore, is he? I don't know. Well, I, I haven't. That's how much I know. Yeah. Pay attention. I to haven't baseball. watched the yeah. Brewers. They should get suspended because <laughs> in, of him. in 2018. Yeah, talk um, to me when they're relevant. Good. So Ryan Braun is on the Rockies. That's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> West <laughs> <Who>? here. <laughs> Actually, the Rockies have been having a pretty good season. If I, like I said, resident 
PGA expert. Like not... I said, don't pay attention <laughs> to baseball. Yeah. He was probably trading 16. <laughs> I just remember. Have you guys one... heard of this awesome guy named Ken Griffey Jr.? I think he plays for Seattle. Is it Barry Bonds? I think he's like really he good at hitting runs. <laughs> like last year, right? Um, Braves, though, are sneaky. Uh, they're a sneaky team. They, if you've taken the Braves this season, you've won a lot of units. The Braves are good home and away, and Vegas has not given them respect yet, even though they yeah, are. Yeah, they're good in SunTrust yeah. Park, and that leadoff hitter, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, Albias or Albias, he is fucking awesome. Yeah. If somebody can prove to me that anybody is better than the Astros or Dodgers, then I'll believe it. But right now, I, I think, think a lot of people are the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers but the are, Astros are. But the Do- I know they're having a bad year, but they did this last year, too, and then they made it to the World Series. So well, last weren't year, they on last year's win like 120, year, yes. like past the Seattle Mariners so, record, and then they, they dropped off? Yeah, and then, yeah. the exactly. Dodgers were the best team in baseball. They lost like 26 in a row, and then they came back and they, they played very well. Correct. This is a little bit different in the fact that they've just been bad all year. There wasn't like a like a high and then a low and then a high again. Right, but I mean... It's early. It's early. It's a little early for MLB. I, I still have faith in the Dodgers. I still have faith that they'll make a late season push. They have too much talent on that team um, to be ignored. And until somebody proves to me... Uh, that one of these up-and-comers, like a Yankees, like a uh, Indians, for fact of the matter, uh, even even the Chicago Cubs can compete with those caliber of teams. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I find it hard to get interested in baseball this time of year when nobody has proven to me that they that's, can take down a giant. That's because it is hard to get into baseball this time of year. And out of but curiosity, there's not much else to bet on. So. And out of curiosity, yeah, once June 25th rolls around, it's you've got the British Open, the PGA Championship, and unfortunately baseball. Question: Yeah, what do we think about? Do we really think 162 games is necessary for the Major League Baseball teams? Should we realistically, and not, I'm not asking to cut 50 games out, but like maybe drop it to 140, give these guys a little bit more break, fewer paychecks of ridiculous value. I mean, I don't think it seems like the, the seats, don't the players are going to want to, they're not going to want to give up. I mean, keep in mind this is a collectively bargained league. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to want to give up the paycheck. However, I do think um, that the current contracts you're seeing would continue if you lopped off about, say, 20 games to either a yeah. 142, 140, less there. weekday games. That's all. That's yeah. all. They're yeah. literally yeah. And money. And you know what that means? It's a little bit less traveling. I mean, not much. Yep. But have a couple more off days. Um, I think I think people that are making twenty million dollars I mean, a year probably four don't mind trips. making nineteen point two million dollars a year. You would think that, but Bill Gates has a lot of money and hasn't stopped earning yet. So, <laughs> all right, well, you know, there's nothing right. wrong with. I'll do money. some research. I'll follow up next podcast. <laughs> I uh, I believe there are some high profile players that are intrigued in that. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So a couple other games, and so now we're actually getting to. Ooh. The games that have not started yet that I uh, went ahead and picked on. Uh, Baltimore and the White Sox. I got crushed last week picking the Orioles in a surprise game. This week I'm going against them. I do not like the Orioles in this game. Um, I think the White Sox are going to take it. It's a battle of bad pitchers, so I'm also taking the over, which is at 9.5. White Sox over the Orioles, the two worst teams in baseball, and the over. What do you guys think? I think that's a smart play. 
The the one thing I will tell you, Franklin, is that I believe that your bet against Baltimore is just a bit personal here. <laughs> but um, honestly, in a battle of two teams, I forgot we're in the MLB. It's fine. Take who you will. Yeah, I did, it was a friendly way. So you guys, if you listen to the podcast, you know Knox and I made a friendly wager. I took the Orioles. He took the Red Sox. Bad job out of me. Uh, Orioles lost, so I ended up buying him a few drinks at the bar that night. It's okay. It happens. Next day, though, I see, and I had a sneaky suspicion the Orioles would win a game against the Red Sox. I picked the wrong game. Next game, they came out 112-1. to So, little, I'm still a little hurt by it. Still a little hurt by it. It seems that way. But it's okay. I'm going White Sox. True, you got any? I don't have a coin in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Can they... Can they be postponed? <laughs> is, is, rain is, is weather delay. an option? Yeah, yeah. rain delay. Uh, All right, we'll move on. It's okay. I, you know, I gotta be honest. Two teams that don't interest me. Yeah, I, well, I've been to a white. Teams. I've been to a White Sox game so we're, when they we're were good. Peeling were just... back the onion right here. First, first <laughs> is MLB kind of sucks. Peel that off. <laughs> Second is the two of the worst teams in baseball. Go ahead and peel that. Yeah, off. I think I think we've gone like, too granular for yeah. me. I'm gonna abstain. But I would vote for they both lose. You are a stain. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had a stain. <laughs> Two more games. Stick with me here, boys. Two more games in the MLB uh, that haven't started yet. Seattle and Oakland and Colorado and <coughs> Crux Dodgers. Um, I am taking Seattle over Oakland. I like their pitcher tonight, Marco Gonzalez. He's 3-3. Three and three. Not spectacular, but Oakland's pitcher has an 11 ERA. They're... They're 500 at home. They're barely over a 500 squad. I'm liking Seattle tonight. Any insight? It's okay if you don't have any. I understand. You know what? I'm going to go the opposite just for the sake of picking the home team here. That's fine. Oakland, you know what? A guy with an 11 ERA, it's got to get better. It, <laughs> it doesn't can it, can it get worse? Yeah, I think somebody uh, has a 32 know. ERA right now. <laughs> You know, I think that's that I'd person's like name is Matt Harvey. I could probably do just as good, and you could probably pay me one tenth. But you know, I'm you know I'm going to go with the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, you could one. definitely allow at least eleven runs. Using using the opposite <laughs> of, of Frank's, I will also go. All I have to do is walk four people until they bench me. Last week was incorrect. All right. Well, we've got a couple couple of differing opinions here. For different reasons. Um, last, Chris Davis. He's gonna he's gonna make Oakland. They're gonna win the game because of Chris Davis. Well, he's gonna he's gonna, hit, he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit. He's gonna hit one home run. So and they're gonna win one. Oakland. Oakland Seattle. is actually favored in this game. There, Vegas has them as the favorite. I'm going yeah, against about Vegas here. Time. Well, and before we get into that, boys, we do have a special caller calling in today. Tipo, you are live with the Hold the Line crew. What is going on, my friend? The Hold the Line crew. What's up? How's it going? How was dinner? It was good. It was a nice little donor visit. Did Ooh, it was a donor? It wasn't a, a lady of the night? <laughs> a sperm donor. No, no. Unfortunately, it was not a lady. It was more of a sperm donor. That way you can always get out of it. <laughs> it's not mine. It's not really mine. Who picked up well, the check, Taylor? You or her? <laughs> the A Rock. I forgot my wallet. So Taylor, 
We are talking sports. Uh, NHL is not really any of our forte. You were a cheerleader for the Blue Jackets. What is your take on the NHL playoffs tonight? Well, wait. I I don't think there is a playoff game tonight. Caps Lightning. Is that game tonight? seven? I thought, yeah. I thought that was Friday. Shit. What time? Eight o'clock. Uh, it is about. It is starting In right tournament. now. Yeah. Oh. It oh, started shit. at eight o'clock. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, um, let's see. The series has been pretty ridiculous. Uh, Caps have momentum right now, so. I imagine the Caps are going to pull it off, but I want the Lightning to win. Well, the spread is one and a half. Uh, Lightning's favored. Are you going, if you're picking with the spread, are you taking the points with the Caps, or are you taking the Lightning to win by two? I'm definitely going Caps. They looked so good last game. You, I, um, Taylor, and and this is Crook here, uh, I hope you're doing well. Um, I, I know it's crack. <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away? My boyish good looks or my sultry radio voice? It was everything. Perfect. Um, oh, man, I just forgot. Uh, now, when I'm talking uh, about the Capitals, uh, I heard that you may or may not have a crush on Alexander Ovechkin. Can you ex- elaborate on that? Well, I don't know if it's a, a crush per se, but to see that man in real life, there's something that, that tickles below the belt. He is he is all that is man. I mean, when you think of a strong, beautiful Russian man, you think of Alexander Ovechkin, I think. Yeah, and I can attest to uh, Taylor's feelings. When I lived in D.C., we went to Game 1, Penguins yep. Caps, and sure did. he did not stop talking about Ovechkin. <laughs> And is it safe to say there would be potential for a threesome here? (laughs) Taylor, in going to hockey games with you, I actually know that you happen to take photos of players. Um, Can you, uh, I guess, shed some light on this over under that we have? Um, Over under on how many uh, pictures of Alexander Ovechkin you have in your phone is currently set at 11 and a half. Uh, I took the over. Can you confirm? Uh, I can confirm I have two pictures of Ovechkin in my phone. Um, I have one picture of Eric or of uh, uh, Dubitsky in the penalty box with Blake's face uh, in that as well. And then I have one of Tom Wilson being a bitch because Tom Wilson is always a bitch. <laughs> you hear that, Tom Wilson? You're a Tom bitch. Wilson. I fucking hate that guy. How many of them do you have in that secret subfolder that you don't talk about? Mm, that is... Only full of Ovechkin pictures and girls I used to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, Caps Lightning, you're going with the Caps tonight? Yeah, I don't see how they don't pull this off. I mean, obviously the Lightning are an incredibly good team, but the Caps, if they play like they did last game, I don't think there's any competition. And the winner of this, do they beat the uh, Las Vegas Knights? Do the Knights become the first 501 inaugural season hockey team and some dude wins 150000 by putting a $500 fucking dollar bet on them? <laughs> I hope so, man. I want to see Vegas win so bad. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I've doubted Vegas all year. 
So to doubt them one more time would just be irresponsible. So I'm all in. All right. Taylor, if there's a lesson that all of us have learned here, it's that Vegas always wins. Yes. That, <laughs> that, that actually should be a headline somewhere. That was actually very creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks a lot, Taylor. Uh, thanks for calling in. We're glad to have you on the show. Any, uh, any other sporting advice or picks you have for us tonight? Uh, Cavs, baby. Cavs Two baby. more. Two more wins, we got it. Do they win both the next two? No. It goes to Game 7. LeBron has a historical Game 7, and we play uh, We play the Rockets. Oh! We play the Rockets. Bravo, you and me, fight. Taylor. Oh. Who wins tonight? Cavs win tonight? It's yeah, Cavs win tonight. Right teams the rest of the way, right? Yeah. And then um, win Game 7. Okay. Well, All right. you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, we'll see you Saturday. Later, guys. Bye. See you later. All right, so our own Tipo is going with the Caps. Um, what do you guys think? In a word, Caps Lightning. Agree. Agree. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with the Lightning. Why do you always say Actually, you said more than one word there. That is opposite. There, that word. sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> sound like you're just being difficult. I am being difficult. <laughs> That's the word, difficult. Uh, last last baseball game of the night, Rockies-Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers are the favorite. I'm still going with the Rockies. Croc? Give me, give me the Dodgers, baby. They got to start sometime. I kind of have to agree. I will go with the Dodgers as well. You know, when in doubt, go with the home team in baseball. Okay. See what happens. I mean, they got to turn it around at some point. They have, they have the team that's supposed to get back to the... Agreed. The World Series, so... And uh, the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, unfortunately, he only gets to play 25 games a year. So. <laughs> it's unfortunate for even the fans. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's been a fun episode of Hold the Line today, guys. I appreciate you being in the studio and talking Fill in to those me. blanks at the end for me. Two of my favorite people to talk sports to. I know we didn't get you too many picks. If you stuck with us, we're going Cavs tonight with the over. Tampa Bay... Yankees, Philly, White Sox. Definitely over. going Cavs under. Seattle, Rockies, and a sneaky pick for the PGA Tour this weekend, Xander Shawfley. So thanks for coming around to hold the line. Blow Boys, I appreciate you being on the podcast. There is so much more to talk about, uh, but I think it's time to end this episode. Go Cavs, go! Go Cavs. Boston. Have a good night. Boston.